Amazing, amazing. Well, there's been a mention of fasting. I feel a nervousness in the air whenever fasting is mentioned. It's like, oh, what? No. And uh, it's a little bit like, la, 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 la. I don't want to hear this, God. And I do have a, a love-hate relationship with fasting particularly. I, I, I love the fruit of it. I love what happens in my life as a result of fasting. My flesh, my body, hates the denying. It's sort of like, no, screams at me. So this morning, uh, we're going to talk around this whole realm of, of prayer and around fasting and what we're doing and, and the power zone is the title of my message. But I just want to want to read a few testimonies of people who have fasted and what's happened during the fast for them. Okay, just d- different ones uh, that I've heard. Uh, one is a couple um, who got a prophecy that God was going to bless their home, family, and business. Right after that, everything went wrong. That's what we call a kingdom reversal, where the enemy tries to rob the prophecy that God's given. And so the business started going under. They had to sell their house to meet their, their needs. And then they found out that they couldn't have any children. All the, all the opposite began to happen. They, stu- they struggled to survive, but they held on to God's promises. One day they were driving along and saw over a convenience store a sign that said, Fast Food. But they didn't mean we should turn into Maccas right then. They got the message from God, Fast Food. And so they, they, they began, they went home and they took out all the food out of their cabinets and gave it to a family in need and went for a 40-day liquid fast. I know, right? Uh, 10 days. Uh, after they completed their fast, God began to turn their situation around. Business picked up. They were able to, to build a nice home. Despite what the doctors predicted, they now have a daughter and a son and five grandchildren. We opened ourselves up to God and he moved on our behalf. Here's another one of a, a young lady who was a singer. Her name's Natalie. She would sing to, uh, praises to God in church every weekend, but she started having problems with laryngitis. Just sang through it. She tried all these different remedies nothing worked and so she got she went and saw the doctor and they put a scope down and saw in her vocal cord she had two nodules one on each side it was a serious problem requiring vocal therapy and the doctor warned her that her voice would never get back to normal so I decided to do a fast for a whole week and I prayed that God would heal the vocal cords because they're not mine they're a gift from him to steward over when I went back to the doctor and he put the scope in both nodules were completely gone God's awesome. Here's another one on a 21-day fast on day seven. My brother, who I'd been praying for, received Christ into his life and the gift of salvation. Day seven, that's pretty awesome. Here's another one, a person who was diagnosed with an irritable bowel syndrome with a kink in their colon. The doctors wanted to put a bag on their side. I went on a fast and I actually felt the kink in my colon being untwisted as God put it back. I feel so good, I'm better and full of energy. God is still in the healing business. And here's the last one, just a few few little stories. My husband lost his job. Our marriage was attacked along with our family, but we made it through. Uh, we did this fast, and my husband and I are more in love than we've ever been. God's done amazing miracles in our, our marriage, our family, and our finances, and we accredit it to fasting. 
All right, so God, God does things when we fast. And this morning, I want to just talk about three aspects of fasting, three things that happen when we fast. And so, if, again, if you're new today, this is a, we do this a couple of times a year. We have a 10-day fast as our church. It, you, you can choose to participate. It's not an essential. You can be a member of our church and not participate. That's okay. Uh, but, and if you're visiting, hopefully today you'll learn something about one of the spiritual disciplines that God talks about in the Bible. And there are many reasons to fast. Tonight I'm going to talk about seven things that happen when you fast, uh, and seven things that, that can, can happen in our lives. But this morning I want to talk about three, three things that will happen when we make a decision to fast. The first is that we, uh, fasting cleanses us. Okay, I'm not talking about the, the physical benefits of fasting. There are many physical benefits of fasting, okay? You, m- many doctors and, and um, health practitioners will encourage you with the benefits of going without food and drinking lots of water for a few days or a period of time. So there's many physical benefits, but I'm talking about spiritual benefits here today. Fasting cleanses us. In 2 Corinthians 6 verse 17 and 18, and then going on to chapter 7 verse 1, because the three verses run simultaneous, it says this, Therefore come out from among unbelievers, separate yourselves for them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things, and I will welcome you. And I will be your father, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Because we have these promises, dear friends. Now remember, this is a letter to Christians. It's a letter to Christians. Because we've had these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or spirit. And let us work toward complete holiness because we fear God. Let us cleanse ourselves. So here's an interesting thing. You know that when you get born again, when you put your faith in Christ as your, as your redeemer, as your forgiver, your spirit is made clean before God. You're cleansed. You're made holy and righteous before God. That's what allows us to have a relationship with God. We put our faith in Jesus and we're made clean. We're made right spiritually. Okay. Until you're made spiritually, God will feel a million miles away. He'll feel distance. That's because of sin is blocking our relationship with him. When we believe in Christ and receive him into our lives, then that barrier is broken and we're cleansed and right with God. Okay. Now, if you've never done that, if you've never prayed a prayer like that, inviting Christ into your life, at the end of this sermon, I'll give a chance for you to actually pray a prayer, putting your faith in Christ and, and receiving him into your life so that you're made right and you're cleansed before God. Okay, So that's, that's what we call being justified. That's your spiritual status. But this letter is talking to Christians and saying you need to come apart from the world. You need to cleanse yourselves. You need to work towards being holy. Well, you go, hang on a minute. I thought I was holy. I'm holy in Christ. Yes, we are. That's our spiritual state. But the Bible talks about there's a difference between my spiritual state before God and my practical state in my everyday life. And my everyday life is a journey. I'm going to spend the rest of my life working from a spiritual place of holiness to a practical place of being made holy. It's what the Bible calls sanctification. I'm being made holy. And here's the thing. Where Christ makes me holy before God spiritually, I need to partner with God to be cleansed in that journey. It's not just up to Him now. It's something I need to do with Him. 
I need to cleanse myself from everything that can defile our body or our spirit. So we'll find this. Okay, I'll give you an example. Uh, I, I, I grew up and spent one year when I was at university cleaning pigsties. Yeah, it was my part-time job. Oh, wow. I've, I've shoveled pig poop. I've shoveled cow poop. I've shoveled chicken poop. I've, in fact, a lot of people say it's quite preparation for pastoring, actually, all of that stuff that I've done. I'm not sure how to take that particularly. Some people say that I present a lot. Anyway, we won't say that. But one of the challenges with shoveling chig, uh, uh, pig poop is it would get, it's like you didn't touch it, you shoveled it, it was in the atmosphere all around you, but somehow it sunk into your pores. It's so powerful. And I would go home and I'd have a shower and I'd wash, wash myself and soap and whatever, and like, oh, I'm good, I'm good. And then I'd go to uni and I'd sit in the lecture room thinking I've just had a shower, I'm all good. And out of my pores would seep this aroma, and I don't know why I wasn't very popular to sit beside at university. I just, I could never work it out, all right? But here's the thing. I had a shower and I was made, I was clean, but there's something that wasn't my fault, but from the atmosphere around me got into me that needed to be detoxed out of me. And it, t- it took a little while and it would get out of me. This is why when Jesus came to Peter and said, Peter, I need to wash your hands and your feet. And he goes, and he, and he said, no, no, you can't do that, Lord. And he said, no, I need to. It'll, it'll make you right. And then he says, well, wash my whole body. And he goes, no, you don't need to wash. I don't need to wash your whole body. You're already right. Just your hands and your feet. That's because Christ has made us right spiritually with God, but because of life, because of the proximity that we have to things in the world that we live in, Stuff gets in us and on us and on our perspectives and in our hearts and our hearts get a bit hardened or our hearts get a little bit turned away from God and things happen. And what we need to do every now and then is we need to have an opportunity to cleanse ourselves spiritually and our soul from the things that are getting on us. It's not just a physical detox. Fasting is a soul detox. It's a chance to turn from from stuff and turn to God. You'll find during this time the worries and the anxieties and the impurities and the critical thoughts and the, the negative thought patterns and the fears and the, the things that have, that have got into our heart that shouldn't have got into our heart, but they do because life goes on. Challenges happen. Disappointments happen. We get caught in things we shouldn't get caught in. Stuff happens all the time. And fasting is a chance to cleanse ourselves. The Bible talks about uh, you can be a Christian, but be a carnal Christian. So a natural man in Corinthians is someone who's never connected with God, is not spiritually alive. But when you get born again, you're spiritually alive. And there's two ways of living. You can either live as a carnal Christian, trying to please your soul, but still being spiritually alive. Please, please your flesh, or you can live as a spiritual believer. And so easy for all of us to fall into this trap of being carnal. This feels good, I'll do it. That's the spirit of the world we live in. If it feels good, do it. Doesn't matter, how, you know, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else, as, as long as it feels good, then you might as well just do it. That's the, the spirit of the Western world. But it's not the spirit of the kingdom of God. And, our, and we need to every now and then just put in reverse, get out of that world, realize, oh man, oh, my, most of my joy in my life hasn't been coming from my relationship with Christ. It's been coming from things that are just more natural, more carnal, not necessarily sinful, not necessarily, 
but I just need to withdraw out of those things and let God cleanse me. Now, what you might find in this, in this time of fasting, as you do that, you'll find that, that perspective starts to change. And things that I was, that I was just patterns that I was caught in, I, I start to realize, hey, that wasn't really helping me. That was just a pattern that I was caught in. And, and if I have some time to break that pattern, I can just reorient my life. You might find that the Holy Spirit um, highlights some, some things that you do say or think, that, that all of us do say or think, and, and just really nicely and gently you just go, oh, I'm, not really, I'm not really keen on that. Just uh, Not to make you feel guilty, but just because there's a better way. That's what conviction is. There's a better way. There's a higher way here. And the Holy Spirit just whispers to our heart. But often, if we're not looking for that, if we're not open to that, we miss this opportunity. So fasting creates an opportunity for us to be cleansed. Cleanse our soul. Cleanse ourselves. All right. The second thing fasting does for us is it's an opportunity to improve our spiritual reception. Last year, I was on a cruise boat uh, at September on Grand Final Sunday, Saturday, AFL. I love AFL. I love rugby league. And I happened to be, uh, and they weren't showing it yet on the TV, and I was literally signing in to the, the boat as the AFL was starting. So I'm on my phone watching it on the, on the AFL app, watching it, watching it, and I get in, and I get in the cabin, and I'm pretty rude to everybody because I'm pretty focused on this particular thing right now. And, and I, I get to my room, and I've got my iPad, and I'm watching this, and nothing, nothing else is showing it, and I've got... I've got 4G, and then I've got 3G, and then I'm, it's starting to break up. And the wheel of deaths, it's the AFL grand final, and the wheel of death is coming up. You know, that little circle that goes around and around. That means, uh, and like, you know, I'd like to tell you I prayed, and I, I believe God for a miracle. But anyway, uh, after a while, fortunately, it was okay. We were pulling away from, from coverage, and we are getting out of reception. But then fortunately, it came on the TV, and crisis was averted. I know. Thank you for praying for us. I appreciate it. It really makes a difference. Or maybe, maybe you've been in this moment where you're driving along, having a, a very crucial conversation, but you go through a, a black spot of reception on the phone, and you're talking about something, and someone's just about to tell you that thing, and then, or maybe some of you have been talking to your boss, and you faked that particular moment. It's like, oh, you're breaking up right now. Oh, sorry, I'll say, I can't hear you. See you later. I know who you are. Come on. You know what you're doing. It's reception. It's the ability to tune in and to hear. And, and it's not that they stopped speaking. It's just that the reception broke down. Fasting creates something. It's, it's like this. The Bible tells us in Revelation 2.29, anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what He is saying to the churches. God's speaking to you all the time. But the challenge often is not with God and His clarity and His voice and His whisper. Often the challenge is with me. Am I tuning in? Am I, am I distracted? Is there a breakdown of the, of the spiritual reception? And here's one of the great things about fasting. Fasting is where I essentially say, I'm denying my flesh so that I can feed my spirit with prayer and the Word of God. And as I do that, my spiritual receptor, the antenna is going up. My, my, my satellite dish is turning to God. 
There comes a clarity of God speaking to me. There comes a, there comes a transform. It's like the Word of God starts to come alive when I do this. We make a choice. And I want to just say this. There's, there's a number of different fasts. Whatever kind of fast you decide to do, that's between you and God. Okay? I want to, I want to be clear about this. Fasting is essentially denying ourselves food. Okay, it's food. Fasting literally means to cover your mouth. So we're doing, we're, we're doing, something physical is happening when we stop eating particular types of food. Okay, so it may be a full fast, which is just where you just drink liquids and go without food. It might be a partial fast, like a Daniel fast. And uh, there's a website, if you search Jensen Franklin, jensenfranklin.com, or just search Jensen Franklin fasting, there's all sorts of great guides. But there's a partial fast where you go without maybe meat and sweets and sugars and, and soft drinks. And, and, and so you can make the choice of what you do. But can I just say, it's the, the, the power of it is the physical denial of your flesh then you might say at the same time, I'm going to ditch um, social media or t- uh, lots of TV or watching hours of the news or, or watching lots of movies. You might add to your fast some withdrawal from things, but just a social media um, withdrawal for, for 10 days is awesome, but it's not a fast. Just, just, just so we're clear, and it's, it, it adds to the fast because what it does, a, a fast without more prayer and the word misses the whole point. A fast is not just a, a hunger strike. A fast is going without food and, and things that, that you're thinking about, and actually something your body starts to crave it, and then that's a reminder, that's right, I'm wanting to draw closer to God during this period of time. And so then, then I'm going to go without these certain things that I would normally do and fill that time with prayer and fill that time with reading the Bible or listening to some messages. And I'd really recommend during the 10 days, if you need some inspiration, listen to, uh, go onto YouTube and Google Jensen Franklin Fasting and listen to some of his messages. Awesome stuff. It'll keep your faith level high for what you're doing. Okay. But during, during this process, here's what happens. As I read the Bible, oh man, some of the, some of my, some of the greatest times for me of reading the Bible have happened during a fast. It's like, oh, wow, God, you're speaking to me so much. This makes so much sense. Uh, other times, just the clarity about what God's saying about my future, guidance for the future. Gets, other times, it's been miracles, and we'll talk about that in a few moments. So that you open yourself up to this incredible tuning in to the Holy Spirit. And there's nothing else that will do it like this does it. There's nothing else that will add your spiritual reception like fasting. Now, that being said, is it going to be awesome the whole time? No. Okay, so here's the thing. You might find, especially the first couple of days while you're withdrawing from sugar or different things that your body is accustomed to, you might find your brain gets foggy for the first couple of days. You might find that your tongue gets coated after a day of fasting. You get bad breath, and hopefully you don't always have bad breath, but you might have it in this particular period of time. Just be conscious of that. You might find when you stand up, you get lightheaded. You might find that you need to go to bed earlier because you're tireder than normal. All of that is really normal. That's not like, oh, wow, I thought fasting was this great spiritual experience where I saw the whole time. No, you might get a bit more cranky than normal. I say they're normal because who knows? But you might, you might need to apologize to your family. But understand, there's this, there's this physical thing going on where you're, you're breaking out of certain patterns. It's, and it's okay. It's good. You're not dying. 
Okay, you're like, oh, I've got a headache, I'm dying. You're not dying. Now, medical advice, if you've got particular uh, things that you're taking, and you, you've got to do it with wisdom, consult your doctor if you're on uh, particular programs of, of treatment and stuff. But, but the fact that you feel tired and need to go to bed earlier doesn't mean the fast's not working. Okay, just, just are we all good? Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking to you right now. I've got, to, I've got to admit to you, for me, when I go through fasts and this love-hate relationship, there are moments where I'm like, this is so awesome, God, your presence is amazing. Why don't I just do this all the time? I do. I have those thoughts. I'm going to do a, under this 10 days, it's going to become 40 days. It's going to be phenomenal. And then other moments during the fast, I'm like, whose flipping idea was this? Who came up with this old fasting hoo-ha? This is painful. I just want some KFC. Don't gorge it today either to store up for the next five days, can I just say? So understand. Now, so whether you're a veteran faster or whether you're a first-time faster here today, I want to encourage you during this whole time, Danielle and I pray for you normally, but we'll be praying for you every day that you'll be drawing closer to God, that your spiritual reception will be open, that you'll be hearing God, and answers will come on issues that you've been needing answers for for a long period of time. Wisdom will come. Guidance will come. Your, your, what God's call on your life will become apparent. Things that you need answers for will come alive because your spiritual reception is tuned in, okay? So the benefit of the first two things you're getting cleansed, you're getting cleansed, you're getting cleansed, you're getting cleansed. Your spiritual reception is getting stronger, it's getting stronger. Is, is Basically, the vision of, that we have for our church is that lives will be transformed. Your life will be getting transformed. As you're getting cleansed and as you're, drawing, as you're hearing God clearer, your relationship with God is going to be getting stronger. It's just going to be getting stronger. Worship will become more heartfelt. It'll, it'll be easier to connect with God. Prayer will become less of a chore and it'll become more of a powerful exchange. The Bible will come alive more and your hunger for that, that, that word will get stronger and stronger. Your relationship with God will get stronger. Therefore, you will, you will be transformed. So often people are worrying about how do I change myself? How do I change myself? How do, how do I change this? And I often describe it like this, like a triangle. It's like there's God, there's you, and here's this thing you're trying to change. Focus on getting closer to God because as you get closer to God, the changes will happen. If your focus is on the problem, the problem gets bigger. God can get further away, and it's like, oh, I'm not making any ground. Get closer to God, and you'll get transformed. That's one of the the, the great benefits of fasting. We're doing all right here this morning. All right, the the third thing that happens, and this is the the, the concept of what we're talking about today, is increased power, the power zone. Luke chapter 4, verse 1 to 2. Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. Okay, he'd been baptized. The Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness. So he's got a relationship with God. The Holy Spirit lives in him and is guiding him and is, is upon him. So he goes into the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing at all during that time and he became very hungry, as you do when you don't eat for 40 days. All right, so he's, he's, he's the son of God. 
He's got, a, he's got the Holy Spirit on him. He's hearing God. The Holy Spirit's leading him. But he goes into a fasting period and he wrestles with the enemy. Something's going to happen while you fast over these next 10 days. You will be finding yourself wrestling with the devil. You will find yourself a warfare going on. And just as Jesus responded with the word of God, we'll respond with the word of God. We'll declare the promises of God. But this is what it says at the end of it. Jesus returned to Galilee, verse 14, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. He went from being led by the Spirit to being empowered by the Spirit through a fast. And this is what I believe is going to happen for you and for us over these next uh, 10 days as we wait on God and press in. We're going to be led by the Spirit into this fast, but we're going to come into the power zone. I believe for us as a church, uh, and can I ask you to pray for these three things for us as a church? You can put your miracles that you're believing God for for this next 10 days and write those down. But for a church, can we join together and believe for these three things? First of all, that we would see an increase in salvations, that more and more people will come to Christ in our church. We want to see a 1,000 people a year coming to Christ, and then one day, I'd love to see a 1,000 people in a weekend come to Christ, okay? Increase salvations. The second is that we would see increased miracles, all around our church, the breakthrough that we heard from Jackson this morning would just be normal in our church. Breakthroughs in healing, breakthrough in restorations of families and of marriages, financial breakthroughs, business breakthroughs, breakthroughs in miracles in, in all sorts of ways, particularly salvation. So pray for an increase of miracles. And then the third thing is literally, and I love that the land we're believing for is called Power Road. We're literally moving into the power zone. Let's believe, God, uh, that, that two things will happen, that we'll sell our rainforest drive and that, that we'll be able to buy uh, land in Power Road. And that will, this, to me, this is what I feel spiritually and prophetically. This is a significant time for our church of transition. This fast is significant in terms of the, the physical transition of our church from one piece of land to another, but it's a spiritual transition into a new level of the power of God flowing in our church. We're moving into the power zone. So those three things, increased salvation, increased miracles, and moving to power road for us as a church. Then here's just some practical things as we bring this to a close. The first thing is it's a great idea to write a fasting plan today. Write it down. I am going to fast this, you know, and fasting fruit and veggies and eating only meat is not technically a fast. Just so you know, that's not a Daniel fast. All right. I'm going I'm to go without things that I, that I enjoy and deny my flesh. What is it? There's a power of writing a fasting plan is this. Because on day four, when you go, oh, I can't remember. Did I say yes to ice cream or no? <laughs> I think maybe, Lord, you'd be pretty happy. No, no, write it down before you start so you've got it clear, Okay. So the devil doesn't come and start speaking to you and attacking you and saying, no, you're an idiot. What do you mean? It's day eight. Eight is good enough. Write down the fasting plan. I often like to write a prayer plan down. What's my goal of, of prayer in terms of over the next 10 days? What am I committing to in praying in terms of time? You might go, hey, I normally pray for 15 minutes a day, but I'm going to pray for 30 minutes a day over the next 10 days. You might say, normally 30. I'm going to pray for, for 10 hours over the next 10 days, whatever it might be for you. But it's, a, not, it's like a fasting and prayer goal. Maybe you're going to come to three of the early morning prayer meetings over the 10 days. You can set that as a goal and write it down. The second thing is make sure that you devote extra time to prayer in the Word. That's why we're having prayer meetings 
6.15, starting tomorrow morning, I'll be here leading the first prayer meeting right through. On Sundays, our prayer meetings are for 10 minutes in the hub at 8 o'clock and 4, 5, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Is that right? 5.30. 8 o'clock and 5.30 on a Sunday. So no early morning prayer meeting on the Sunday, but 8 o'clock and 5.30. And then the third thing is write down the miracles that you're believing for. What do you want to happen during this time? Danielle and I have written down three, three particular areas that we're believing God for breakthrough in. And we've written down the scriptures, the promises that he's given us. And we literally hold these cards while we pray together. And we pray those scriptures out. We use those as the weapons of our warfare to declare what God said during this period of time. Write down the miracles or the answers to prayer that you're believing God for. Can we pray together right now? Can we close our eyes? Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, thank you for what you're doing in this church. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. And I'm asking right now, Spirit of God, you would speak to people, prompt people about what you want them to do. You know, I, over the weekend, I came in with one idea of what I was going to fast, and God's changed my idea of what I was going to do. And can I just encourage you? You might have thought one thing, but listen to the Holy Spirit. What's He want you to do? It's not competing or comparing to anybody else. This is what He want you to do. If God's speaking to you and you're going to commit to some kind of fast over the next 10 days, some kind of food fast in the next 10 days, can you just raise your hand and say, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm part of this. I'm making this commitment. Fantastic. So many people. So many people. Father, I pray that there would be a, a grace upon us as we fast, a grace that makes it easier than it should be as we come off some of the things that we're used to eating. Help us, Holy Spirit. Amen.